The fourth one is called Khalwat Dar Anjuman. Khalwat Dar Anjuman. Khalwat Dar Anjuman. And it's written in the books that this builds upon and proceeds from Safar Darwatan. So the fourth builds upon and proceeds from the third one. In other words, after a person successfully does Safar Darwatan, then Khalwa becomes easy. What does Khalwa Dar Anjuman mean? This means that the heart of the seeker should become so absorbed in the zikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that in every single state, when he's reading, speaking, eating, drinking, walking, standing, sitting, sleeping, waking, every single state, his heart stays dhakir, his heart stays aware and remembrant of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the attention, his attention and focus and concentration on zikr is so strong. This is called the khalwa. The first word khalwa means, literally means seclusion. So that person... His heart goes into seclusion in the zikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Dar anjuman, anjuman means that you're in a crowd. So that focus, the heart's seclusion and the retreat of the heart into the state of zikr is so strong that it remains even if that person apparently is in the midst of a gathering or even in a large crowd in anjuman. His heart remains secluded in zikr. And this is what, right, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala described in the Qur'an, رِجَالٌ لَا تُلْهِيهِمْ تِجَارَةٌ مُنَابَيْهُمْ أَنْذِكِنْ اللَّهِ رِجَالٌ That there are such people, initially this is about the Sahaba, but potentially about any human being can aspire to the state, that nothing distracts them from the remembrance of Allah. Nothing in this world, no worldly occupation, no worldly engagement, literally no trade or commerce, distracts them from the remembrance of Allah. So in that verse, Baya and Tijara are the Anjuman are the worldly engagement, the worldly occupation, the worldly gatherings. But they don't distract their heart, they don't affect the seclusion of the heart in the zikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So when a salik has to work to get this ability, it doesn't happen instantly, it doesn't happen automatically, we have to force ourselves to always keep our heart secluded in the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But as we keep building upon this, as we keep making this effort, then gradually it becomes natural. And that is why in our Silsila we teach that a person can keep the heart, <coughs> can keep the in other words, our Silsila teaches the khalwa of the heart, not the khalwa of the body. Khalwa of the body means that we should always remain in a state of seclusion. We should live in the mountains or live in the Khanka all the time and keep our sensory perception also cut off from creation. Our Sulsa says, no, you can keep your sensory perception in creation, you can keep your physical wujud, your physical presence and interaction with creation. But the halwa, the seclusion that we're looking for is the seclusion of the heart. And this is what we talked about earlier as well as the state of jama or jam'iyat, that the qalb becomes so permanently fixated on the remembrance of Allah that it's unshakable. The zikr of Allah SWT is unshakable, unmovable no matter what type of gathering a person is, so much so that if a person is even in a gathering of ghaflat, a person is in a gathering of heedlessness, even more so a person is in a gathering of ma- happens for some reason to find himself in a gathering of ma'siyah. For example, you're traveling in a train, and in your compartment your fellow passengers start doing something, or saying things which are the disobedience of Allah. And you still have to sit there. That's your seat. 
or when we travel on the plane, uh, in these airlines, Alhamdulillah, we always praise PIA whenever we travel to this country because Alhamdulillah, Alameen, and PIA alcohol is absolutely forbidden. Even you try to bring it on business class, first class, absolutely forbidden. And almost every time we travel on this Emirates, where they love to give alcohol for free, this time also the person next to me had to take advantage of the free bar and get all types of drinks. So you're sitting in a gathering of Masih, next to you is alcohol, in front of you is alcohol. I smelled alcohol on this journey after I don't know how many years. <laughs> right? Uh, so even if you're in a state of ghafla, uh, in a gathering, uh, not a state, even if you're in a gathering of, <coughs> of ghafla, or a gathering of matsya, of disobedience and sin, even then your heart is supposed to remain in halwa. Even then your heart is unaffected. That's what it means that your heart goes into seclusion. By going into seclusion, retreat, halwa means it's not affected by what's going on around. Therefore, it doesn't matter what's going on around. Therefore, you can interact in creation. But that's obviously when this is a very high right, level that a person reaches this state. But again, at least this should be our nazar. <laughs> And may Allah Ta'ala enable our qadam, our footsteps also to reach this manzil or this station on the path. <coughs> now, sometimes a confusion can arise here. That a person might think that we're suggesting then it doesn't really matter whether we are in a gathering of ghaflat or in a gathering of creation. No, no, no. But we're saying it doesn't matter for the batin, for the inner self. However, the outer self, the zahir, Obviously, there should be times when we also take our zahir into khalwa. That is what we call muraqabah. <coughs> in muraqabah, we take our zahir, our outer self, our body into retreat, into seclusion. So you close your eyes, you cut off all sensory perception, you take yourself out of a worldly gathering or a gathering of ghaflat or a gathering of sin, right? So that is an ideal state which both the zahir and the batin, both the outer self and the inner self, are completely in khalwa. But we can't do that all the time. What we have to do all the time, however, is to keep the batin, to keep our inner heart in a state of khalwa. So, <coughs> this is what Allah SWT mentioned in the Qur'an al-Kareem, in which we discussed last year in detail, the ayah pertaining to muraqabah. وَذْكُرْ إِسْمَ رَبِّكَ وَتَبَتَّلْ إِلَيْهِ تَبْتِيلًا That remember your Lord and وَتَبَتَّلْ إِلَيْهِ تَبْتِيلًا So, you know, in Urdu, our Mashaikh translate this as this, Sabsitor Rabsijor. Tabatal ilayhi tabtila. So the Arabic word tabatal comes twice. Sabsitor or Rabsijor. Right? That cut, off, cut yourself off from everything and join yourself to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Sab in, Arab, in Urdu means everything. Dor means to cut yourself off and jor means to join. And you know what Rab means. <laughs> Sabsitor. Cut off from everything. Rab sejor. Join yourself with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this is an ideal state in which both the zahir and the batin go into khalwa. But this can only be done for uh, specific <coughs> periods of time. <coughs> we need, <coughs> in fact, for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, at times, one needs to be involved in creation. We need to actually put our zahir in creation. So, <coughs> it's written in the book <coughs> that a person has three parts. Or rather, a person should divide their self into three shares. 
Number one, share, is that all of our batin is for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 100% of our batin, of our heart, of our inner self is for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Second share is that half of our zahir is also for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, Allah subhanahu what that means, but that would mean maybe half of the time you spend in worship or in muraqabah or at least half of the time we spent <coughs> in withdrawal from, <coughs> from worldly activities <coughs> or, or worldly gatherings. And the third share is the other half that remains of the zahir and that should be for creation but in a way that is in accordance to the sharia and with a niyat and a quest, uh, an intention and a desire to fulfill the hukuk of creation, to fulfill the rights of creation. <coughs> and then they quote a verse from the Quran al-Kareem, وَإِلَيْهِ يَرْجِئُ الْأَمْرُ كُلُّهُ فَعْبُدْ That each and every matter and affair returns to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, فَعْبُدْ Therefore you should worship Him. So they quote this verse in this context that even we should make niyyah, that even that half of the zahir that we give to this world, engaging in this world, if we do it in accordance with the Sharia and Sunnah, we do it for the sake of Allah, and we can try to find to do it for this, some way to do it for the sake of the khidmat of the creation of Allah, then this also is an affair that will return to Allah, and this will also count as ibadah. So then in that sense, all three shares ultimately are for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala.